Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the Amen. world. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. How many of you are happy you're here tonight? Well, as usual, they, they give me a hard time because, you know, my name is Philip Steele and I'm the missions pastor. And it seems like every time I get the microphone, I, I turn things into missions. This is Missions Wednesday tonight. Again, you know, it's like, well, what do you mean again? It's like every time there's a missions report or something like that. But part of what I want to do tonight, I actually want to make this like a missions Wednesday and I want to do, if you'll allow me to, I want to do the same thing that I do when I go overseas. And we're going to make this into a Missions Wednesday. And guess what? You're the mission team because we're reaching a city to touch the world. And so really, seriously, you know, one of our jobs as pastors is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. You know, not that we would do all the ministry, but we would equip people to do ministry. So I believe on your way in, you were handed one of these. Is that right? How many of you have one of these? How many of you did not get one of these? Can you raise your hand real high if you did not get one of these? It's called a God test. Okay, this has been, it's also an app. You'll see it. If you, if you, you can download it just like here, the, the God test all together. You can download it as an app. I guess I'm kind of old school. I like to use it as a paper one. And so what this is, Pastor Rice Brooks, our overseeing bishop, he made this, this God test as a way to engage people to, to really to start a conversation. You know, sometimes when we talk about sharing our faith and, and sharing Jesus, we can get intimidated and it can seem difficult. How do I do that? And what, what am I going to say? And we just want to give you a little, kind of a little trick, what we call is the SALT method, S-A-L-T. And what that is, is you start a conversation. I can remember as a student at the University of Minnesota, I studied agricultural engineering. Engineering is in the Minneapolis campus, agricultural in the St. Paul campus. So I had a 20-minute bus ride between campuses all the time. I had classes on both at the beginning, I was a recent convert, so I would just read my Bible for 20 minutes. And then I had this great revelation, this just great revelation, I hope you'd get this revelation, that there were other people on the bus who did not know Jesus. And so I would start a conversation. I didn't know all this, you know, start a conversation. I would just ask questions. Hey, what are you studying? You know, it's the university context. You can find a question that you can, you just start a question, you know, start a conversation. And then just start to ask people, engage people, what, you know, what, what do you study, what do you do, where do you live, just any innocent, start with the weather if you have to. But if you just open up your mouth, the Lord will fill it. And, and Pastor Rice, actually, we, you know, we talk about start a conversation, ask good questions, and then the second, you know, and so he's got questions here for us. And one of the first question on this little, this little pamphlet, or if you do it in the app, the app does it for you. But the first question is, do you believe in God? And if you, let me show you the trick on it because you have to kind of flip it over. It's the same first question. 
If they say they don't believe in God, they are not off the hook because we have other questions for those that say they believe in God. And so what we do is we just go through it and we just say, how would you describe God? Now, here's another little, little trick you've got to listen to. As they describe God, just listen. Don't get into an argument with them. Pastor Rice has said it before. When, when you ask, how would you describe God? If they say God is a green Martian, just listen. Sometimes we're so quick just to beat them over the head with our Bible and to tell them all that we want to tell No, there's something that happens in the heart of the person as they can exteriorize their answers. They can talk with somebody without being interrupted. And as you listen, you're gaining the right to be heard as well. So listen well. Don't get in an argument with them. Don't, don't, you'll get your chance. Just bite your tongue for a minute. Just bite, bite your tongue. Do not, okay? I've had to do the same thing. And so we say on this, on this one side, if you follow with me, if you're watching online, you've got to download the app just like it's here. It's like the God test all together. And in a minute, Christian is going to come up and we're going to practice it. And then you're going to practice with who's ever sitting next to you. So just have that in mind. We're going to do this practical training. Okay, how would you describe God? And then what does God expect of us? How are you meeting those expectations on a scale of one to ten? Does only one religion provide the true path to God? And as they express their answers, you just listen. Just listen. Do you believe in heaven? Does everyone go? Do you believe that you will go to heaven? Why or why not? Would you like to know what the Bible says about these questions? Now, if they say no to the first question, on this side, it says side A, that's for the atheist. On the other side, it says side B, that's for the person who says they believe in God. They might not be a believer, you know, Bible believing, you know, they say they believe in some supreme being. If they say they don't, then what are the main reasons you don't believe in God? And again, just listen. And please remember, this is a tool we are not bound to this. You know, when somebody says, when somebody says, well, I don't believe in God because my grandmother had cancer. We prayed for her and yesterday she died. If they were to say that, you just put this down. You don't need to go through the, you just stop right there. Okay, be led by the spirit. Just stop right there and just, you know, I'm so sorry and just be there for them. You don't have to go through all the questions. You, you, you use this as a tool, okay? But then, but then if you can continue to go, then you can say, why is there something rather than nothing? Question four, do you find any ultimate purpose or meaning in the universe? Question five, how do you account for the origin of life? Does evil exist? And, and the questions for the atheist side, really, for those who say they believe in God, the questions are just brilliant. I mean, Pastor Rice has gone through this. This has been translated into numerous languages. We use, we actually do use this. As a matter of fact, we'll set up a big banner with all these, all these designs. We've set up a banner on the, on the ground at the National University of Columbia, Bogota, Colombia. I was just in Medellin, Colombia a couple of weeks ago, and we... We set up a banner like this, and people walk by, and they just kind of look at it like, wow. And if you look twice, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> you 
you know, and the, and the same, the, all these same symbols, these religious symbols are on the, you know, you can be led by the Spirit. You can just say, hey, do you, do you, any one of those symbols stand out to you? Do you identify with any one of those? And then, hey, you know, this, this comes, this is a questionnaire. And it, it is a global survey. It's the biggest global survey about God. I don't know what we're at now. Over a million, I think, responses. And I think the, the app has been downloaded in 192 different uh, countries. It, it is a big deal. And we're just kind of thinking, you know, we have Pastor Rice, and this is such a big deal. We got to do it. We got to do it amongst our people. Okay. How do you account for the origin of life? Does evil exist? If God does not exist, does evil exist? And in the world that we live in, most people are not going to deny that there's evil. And then what is the basis of your morality? In other words, how do you determine what's evil and what's good? How do you determine that? And again, just listen to the person, okay? Do you think human life is special compared to plant or animal life? Or as Pastor Rice says, is, our, is the only difference between us and the dog where we have our food dish in the kitchen? And then how certain are you that God does not exist? Again, on a scale of 1 to 10. And some of the, you know, the most well-known atheists, they would say they're at about an 8. And so they actually leave a little bit of doubt of, you know, maybe there could be. You know, so as you just use these questions, you'll see that the... the You'll be able to share the faith. You'll be able to, you know, just to talk to people. And then the, the last question, would you like to discuss the theistic responses to those questions? Don't get intimidated by that word theistic. It's like the opposite of atheistic. You know, it's, a, it's basically the same question as the other one. You know, the last question is, you're asking permission, could I share a little bit more with you? So Christian, come on up here. You've got a microphone. So we're going we're gonna to practice this as if we're... You know, you're talking to somebody, and Christian, for the next period of time, you know, you, you've got to, you're not a believer, okay? Well, you, you know, you've got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta play along a little bit now. You've got to role play a little bit. And then we want you to just, just have in your mind that we're going to try to stop our participation a little bit early so that you can actually practice this. This is a tool. And so we don't want you just to look at us and say, man, wow, that's impressive. I could never do that. But I think if you practice it at least a little bit in small groups, you'll be able to say, you know, I could do that. What we want to do is make it easy for you to show your faith. Okay, are you, are you following with me? No, I might interject once in a while just to kind of explain a few things. But hey, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, real good. Listen, we're doing a global survey. It's called the God Test. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. What do you think about all those different like religious symbols and stuff? Mm, Any like, one of those kind of capture your attention? Yeah, um, I Got like the looking at the the Pope. The Pope there, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we got DNA, we got Star DNA, David. science. And yeah. it's actually, you know, it is a global survey. Would uh -huh. you like to take it? You got a few minutes? Why not? Okay, first question, do you believe in God? I think so. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll try this. How would you describe God then? Um, he's up in the sky. Up in the sky? Up okay, in good. Up in the sky. Um, Anything else? I think I would say he's good. He's good? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, he loves everyone. He loves everyone. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? We'll just leave it there for now. I like that. I like that. Okay, that's good. It's difficult. She's doing a master's degree in like theology. She could probably go all night. <laughs> okay, so what does God expect of us? Um, I think he expects us to love people. To love people. Okay. Yeah. I think How? he... Go ahead. I think he expects us to... Um, know about him I think to know about him okay yeah how are you meeting those expectations like if you had to rate yourself on a scale of one to ten about a six about a six okay good yeah. okay good does only one religion provide the true path to God um I have a hard time going with one way just you have a hard like all yeah. paths might go to the same yeah. Okay. 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 Do you believe in heaven? Like some kind of place like after death, kind of like a reward kind of place, anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Does everyone go to heaven? Some people go, some people don't. Um, that's a hard one too. I, I think that, you know, everyone's doing their best out here. So it's hard for me to say that. Okay that um, everyone isn't going to go. So you would say everyone does go to heaven? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So then in this next question, do you believe you will go to heaven? Would you include yourself in that? I'd like to think so. I think You'd I'm like to think so. doing pretty good. Okay. Well, you're kind of getting ahead of me. Why would you go to heaven? You said you think you're doing pretty good? Yeah, I think I'm doing good. I try to love People, I try to love people. Believe in God, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Would you like to know what the Bible says about these questions? Yeah. Because we just spend a little more time. Yeah. Okay. We got pause here. This is like this is like filming in Hollywood. You know, we pause once in a while to, you know, to explain what's going on. <coughs> so, do you guys think you could do that with somebody? Just ask the questions. It's not. It doesn't seem like we want to make, you know, it might be something you've never done before, but we're hoping that you would be able to see us and say, you know, I could do that. And so when she says yes to the last question, and I've tried to be very respectful, you know, as like I say, as you listen, you're gaining the right to be heard. So then I would go back and I would say, how would you describe God? I let the, I let the, the little pamphlet or, you know, the, if you do an app, I just let that speak as well. I let that guide the conversation. How would you describe God? So how would you guys say, let's just kind of, you just shout out some answers and I'll repeat them so that the people in the online can hear. How would you describe God? What would you guys say about God? Let's participate a little bit. I'm doing this just like I'm doing on a mission field. How would you describe God? Shout out something. All-powerful, unchanging, Father, faithful, holy, all-knowing. What else? Loving, omnipresent. He's all in all places at, at the same time. Okay, good. He's a judge. I like that. Okay. Forgiving. Very good. Merciful. Holy, very good. You see, and we, we could go on all night and all of those answers. Usually when somebody says something about God, usually 
most everything they say is, is, one, is a characteristic of God, so I try to affirm that as well. I would bring out, I would try to bring out that God is a judge. Somebody mentioned that, you know, and I would say that he is holy, like somebody mentioned, separate from us. I would say that he's the creator. You know, I would, I would bring out those. I, what I'm trying to do is make God as big as I can, you know, and make him as holy, as pure. Not just the loving, forgiving, compassionate side, but also the holy, the righteous side. So you... And, and you guys probably know enough about God. You've heard good word and preaching. You read your Bibles. And you can, you know, it's not like you have to have the exact correct answer. But from your experience of God, share that. Okay? And then what does God, what does God expect of us? And then so I'll go back to her answer. Who remembers what she said? You got to pay attention to what the person is saying. Okay, so you can go back on their answer a little bit. What did she say? Do you remember? Anybody remember? That we, that we love people, that we know him. Yeah, and so this is what I do, and it's not like there's one specific way that you have to go through this God test, but what I'll do is I'll ask people, if they say they believe in God, they've probably heard of the Ten Commandments. And so I'll ask them, have you ever heard of the Ten Commandments? Do you remember what they are? Yeah, Any of for them? the most part. Any yeah. of them? Yeah. Tell me what you remember. Um, that we are to love the Lord our God. Love the Lord our God. Yeah, we're not to we're to honor our parents. Honor your father and your mother. Uh, not covenant. Not covet. Good. Not steal. Not steal. How much would I have to steal to be considered a thief? I mean, I think. Would I have to, if I stole a million dollars, would I be a thief? If I only stole half a million, if I only stole a hundred thousand, would I be a thief still? Would I, if yeah. I only stole a thousand, if I only stole a hundred? Yeah. If I stole ten dollars, would I be a thief? Yeah. Have you ever stolen anything? I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Okay. So but that's not steal. If it's a little bit, does Just it little really bit. count, though? What's that? If, it's, if I only stole like a dollar, does it count? You tell me, does it count? I mean, I don't think he's going to. Well, but if keep I steal $2, that. would that be stealing? Where are you going to cut it off at? I mean, it was my parents, so, you know, it's technically what I'm Do you remember stealing. any other commandments? <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I might have broken another one. I know I have. I know I have. Let me help you out a little bit. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Shall not make for yourself a graven idol, a graven image. Do not use the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Honor you. You said that one. Honor your parents. Honor your father and your mother. Thou shalt not murder. And then Jesus said, if you're angry with someone, and then thou shalt not commit adultery and Jesus said if you look at a woman lustfully you've done it in your heart if you thou shall not steal thou shall not bear false witness which is lying thou shall not covet which you said as well I might be guilty I might be guilty <laughs> you can feel even as we talk about the ticket you can feel the weight of the law right here can't you you can feel it in the room you can feel it 
And what I, what I do is I go through those. I, I, I kind of want that tension for a moment. I want it for a moment. And then what I do, this is what I do, is I would say, you know, because we said, how are you meeting those expectations? I would tell her that on a scale of one to 10, I'm a zero because I have broken all of those, okay? And then when we get to the next question, does only one religion provide the true path to God? A lot of people are going to have trouble with that because they're going to think, you know, all the religions, you know, have good parts in them and, you know, all the religions, you know. But then I would go back to the, I would go back to the person of Jesus, some of the things that he said. You know, for example, Jesus said, Jesus said that he would die in three days. He would, be he would be crucified, and then he would be raised again from the dead. And so I would go into the, the resurrection and talk about the resurrection. And if you, if you want to know, if you really want to go deeper into the, the reasons behind this, I would recommend going into the book, God's Not Dead, by Pastor Rice. I don't know if we have any out in our lobby or not, but I think we, we, if we don't, we should. We can probably get some for the next few days. And then I would also go into what Jesus said when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Remember that scripture? So some of you are not in your head like, yeah, I remember that. So you've got the word in you. You can use that word. And don't be afraid of using that word. We do have the Holy Spirit and we have the word of God. You know, and, and even if people deny the word of God, it's like, this is what I told people in, in, where was I? I was in Nicaragua doing this. Yeah, I was in Nicaragua just a few weeks ago. I told them, I have a sword. I have an invisible sword. Not imaginary. It's a real sword. It's called the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God. You can't see it. But this sword will last forever. And so when I take the sword as a surgeon, I can, if, even if she doesn't believe in that sword, I can stick the sword in. I can stick the word of God in. And that word will never return void. I have confidence in that word that as I share what Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I don't have to argue. I don't have to raise my voice. I can speak the truth in love. But as I speak, as you speak that word, the word of God that goes forth from your mouth will never return void. And as you, with love, speak that, that word, not argumentative, not contentious, but very loving, but not compromising what Jesus said. So when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, nobody comes to the Father except through me, what are we going to do with that? Either Jesus is who he said he is, that he is the Son of God, or he's like C.S. Lewis, I think it was, said he's either a liar, a lunatic, or he is Lord. There is no other option. And so we just have to have that confidence in the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit will bring to their remembrance everything you and I have said and as we use this invisible, real sword, which is the word of God, heaven and earth will pass away. His word will never pass away. So as I gently speak that, you know, they're going to have to deal with that. It might not be that I would win the argument in the moment, but that person, when they try to sleep at night, the Holy Spirit is going to bring that back to their remembrance. And that's what I have confidence in. Do you believe, that, do you believe in heaven? You said yes. Does everyone go? Well, what the Bible says is that the road that leads to life, that leads to heaven, is narrow. And the road that leads to destruction, the road that leads to eternal punishment, is actually very broad. Do you believe that you will go to heaven? 
And this between question eight and question nine, we might get beginning ahead of ourselves a little bit because next week we want to train you how to share your, what we call a two-minute miracle, how to share your salvation testimony. We want to do kind of the same thing so that you can share, you know, your story of how you came to Christ. So I'm just going to leave that one right there. And then we, we would be on question 10, okay? Is that good? Good up, up until now. Now let's reverse it. Okay, so we're going to do, the, we're going to do it again. We're going to role play again. We're going to go through this, and then, but now this time you're going to say no to the first question. Okay. Hey, how you doing? My name's Philip. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. Real good. Hey, listen, we're doing a, a global survey about God. Do you have a few minutes we can just talk about God? Yeah, why Just not? some questions? Okay. First question, do you believe in God? No. No. Okay. What are the main reasons that you don't believe in God? Um... A lot of evil in the world. A lot of evil in the world, yeah. I believe that science has made a lot of progress and is um, providing a lot of solutions to the problems that we have seen. Okay, okay. Okay, good. Okay, question three. Why is there something rather than nothing? In other words, why are we here? Why are there, you know, like plants and earth and you know trees clouds and why why is there something instead of just nothing if there's no god why, why are how did why are we here in any in any way um i mean i believe in the big bang theory i think the big bang that okay it, yeah okay let's just go on because we're going to catch up to that to that question what you're saying there do you find any ultimate purpose or meaning in the universe uh, I mean, I, I think I create my own meaning. You create your own meaning? Yeah. Okay. Um, so whatever, whatever, just finding pleasure in what I do. And okay, good. Being there for people is meaningful. So. Very good, very good. Okay. How do you account for the origin of life? You mentioned the Big Bang. The Big Bang, you know, kind of explains... Or, it just, just, it just, well, let me just go back to it before I try to interject too much here. How do you account for the origin of life? Yeah, I think that, that there was a, just an evolutionary process that uh -huh. brought things about over millions of years, and that's how, how we have a life. Um, okay. And that's why we have what we have. Okay, what about this one, question six? Does evil exist? Yeah, it exists. You think evil exists? Okay. Yeah. Next question. What is the basis of your morality? In other words, how do you determine something is evil or good? Um, yeah, I think based on how, how I want to be. How you want to be. How I want to be treated. and How you want to be treated, okay. Yeah, and I think that I think there's a lot of things that we can look at. We can look at other um, people who have made an impact throughout history, and they provide us an example. So okay. I do believe, even, um, even though I don't believe in Jesus, I do believe that he provides a good moral idea for moral, how we should. Like example or something Yeah, he's like a good moral okay. example. Okay, do you think that, animal, that human life is special compared to animal or plant life? Uh, yeah, 
You think uh, so? Yeah. yeah. Okay. How certain are you that God does not exist? Like on a scale of one to ten, you know, in, in, in one of the, some of the most well-known atheists have said they're at about an eight, but how would you like, like qualify yourself or how would you rate yourself on your certainty that God does not exist? Um, I'd say probably a three or four. I, I wouldn't say that he, I'm not compared, prepared to say the, Definitely. Definitely, but I just think with the like evil and everything. Be, ten would be God definitely does not exist. A one would be you're very open to the idea that God would exist. Oh, let's go more like six. A six, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, and then the last question, would you like to discuss the theistic responses to these questions? I mean, you've listened to me, so I'll be willing to hear your side. Okay, let's just go back here. We talk about what are the main reasons you don't believe in God. You said because of evil, which I can understand that. You know, there is a lot of evil in the world. There's, you know, obviously wars and, and innocent people suffering. But I think that, you know, what the Bible tells us is that God at the beginning wanted to give man an option of free will. You know, that there was a, an option to obey or to disobey with a consequence. It's like we can choose our actions, but we can't choose the consequences. Like if I go up on top of the building, I can choose to jump down, but the law of gravity is going to pull me down. Mm. I can choose to disobey traffic, you know, like the, the stoplight and things like that, but I can't necessarily determine the consequence. Somebody else coming across, they could kill me. You know, if my disobedience could cause... You know, and, and there's been evil in the world. Yeah, there's been suffering in the world. Some of it is because of our own uh, bad choices. Some of it is because of bad choices of other people, mm -hmm. even people of great influence that would cause many, I would say, innocent people to suffer. And, and so I can understand why you might think that. You know, and really the, the existence of evil and suffering is, is not proof of, of God's absence from the world, it's proof of his absence from our lives. It's proof of our disobedience from, from his moral law. Why is there something rather than nothing? And I think the theistic response would be because God the creator has wanted to, even to share his love, share his joy with the creation and he decided to make us. Do you find any ultimate purpose or meaning in the universe? And again, God has created us so that we might know him and so we might share him with other people. How do you account for the origin of life? I think you were talking about like the theory of evolution. You know, and evolution really tells us how things change after it started, but it doesn't tell us how things, how that first, how did that first cell get there? Where did that come from? And again, the theistic response would be that God is the creator, creating from nothing. Does evil exist? You said yes, which, you know, I think there would be few people that would say evil does not exist when you really look at the news today and you see the killing and, oh, oh this is terrible. What is the basis of your morality? You were saying, you know, how you want to be treated. That's kind of how you would, and then you'd look at other good examples of people. You mentioned Jesus as a good example. You know, I would, excuse me, I would, you know, definitely look to Jesus as the example, but then also the moral law of God, which is, is not to kill our fun, but it's really to keep us from, from damaging ourselves. Just like in any sports, you know, like football, basketball, there's, 
there's boundaries to the playing field, and, and God has put those boundaries for our own good, you know, his moral law. Do you think that human life is special compared to animal or plant life? And you said yes, and I would agree with you on that, you know, that God made humans in his image after his likeness. How certain are you that God does not exist? I think you finished with a, with a six on that one, and then we, we've gone through those theistic responses. Okay, so I've gone, I've gone through those, you know, obviously I've gone through those quite rapidly. And really, if you want to get Pastor Rice, his, really his, his book, God's Not Dead, gives a much deeper explanation of that. We've gone through the book chapter by chapter with people in our world of Latin America and, and seen people, like what Pastor Rice says, it might be over your head, but it's not out of your reach. You know, and so as we can, you know, prepare ourselves... You know, we can come to a place where I think it's 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have. Do this with gentleness and respect. That's where sometimes we go off and we become contentious and we, you know, just do it with gentleness. Remember, you do have an invisible sword that's an eternal sword. Pastor David, come on up here. Anything you would add to that before? I know you've been listening and you're probably thinking he should have said, you know, so I want to give you that opportunity as well. You've seen the God test. You've done the God test. Anything that I've missed, we do want to give them a little bit of chance to practice it. Sure. Well, first of all, the does a great job. Didn't you enjoy that? Um, the, the most important thing for you to recognize is, in my mind, is that you don't have to somehow be brilliant or hilarious, or witty, or quick on your feet. You're just asking a question, and you let them talk. So the last time I was doing this, I was just telling Bryce, I said, have you ever heard Akin do this? Akinayo, he's our, our, our campus missionary on Vanderbilt's campus. I was just preaching there the other Tuesday night. I think we had 40 or 50 people there that he's, he's gathered. It was a really great, great community. But we were doing God's test, God's, uh, the God test on Vanderbilt's campus, and Akin was doing it brilliantly. I mean, he's he maybe the best I've heard do it besides Pastor Rice. Just really, really, really good. And all he would do is just ask the question and let them talk. Sometimes then he would ask a follow-up question. He would, if it felt like there was more room for us to talk, he'd, so, well, tell me more about that. So you, you say the, the ground of your morality is whatever it is. Uh, how people, how I'd want to be treated. Well, tell, I mean, what, that, was, that was your answer, right? How I should be treated, at least on one of the flips. Uh, well, tell me more about that. What, what if somebody wanted to be treated differently than you want to be treated? Would their ground of morality then be different than your ground of morality? Well, I suppose it would. So then, is, do you have a common morality then in your mind, or is it really just separate and there's no way for them to come together? And what would happen is as he asked these little questions and the conversation would flow, no attacking, just asking. And he was really actually genuinely trying to understand. They found the holes in their belief system about God over and over and over again. And that day, I think we talked with um, an atheist. Yeah, we talked with an atheist, we talked with an agnostic, and we talked with a falling away evangelical Christian. So when he identified himself, he said, well, I was evangelical, but I'm, I'm not really at all anymore. And he said, well, have you kind of wandered away from the Lord? More like running away. You know? So, and by the end, each of them had moved closer spiritually to God. Every single one. All three. Just random conversations on a college campus where we were doing the God test. Uh, the atheist actually agreed to receiving a Bible from us 
and to start reading through the Gospel of John, he was intrigued and said, yeah, I, I really need to read more about this. This is way more interesting than I thought it would be. There was no combativeness, no, well, uh, you know, if, if we walk away from this table right now, I can't guarantee you, you won't go to hell when you walk out the door. You know, if you're gonna, God might smite you. The fear tactics uh, that uh, may have worked at some point in time may have got you saved. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe the fire insurance thing worked on you. I don't know. Uh, but it, it, I found it very winsome. And allowing them to, in a way, shoot their own foot in a sense was the most important thing for anybody who was struggling with faith in God. Just let them talk. The truth is they don't have a coherent picture. Why? By definition, they don't. Because truth is singular. And anything else will be multiple. And there's only one truth that is really truly singular, and it's the Godhead who is three in one. Everything else eventually begins to fall apart because it isn't the full truth. Just let them describe what they think. And it'll eventually start to unravel, and they'll want to say, yeah, tell me more. Please, what, 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 what are some of your answers? Now, then they will have debate for you, and they will argue with you, and you can't expect that one moment gets every single person across the line of faith. But the reason the word doesn't return void is we're getting them one step closer. I heard it said once that in every salvation decision, there was a, a, it was the last link in a chain of at least seven. And I may be linked number three, but I got them from two to three. I may be links two, three, four, and five, and I still didn't get them there. I may be one through six, and they walk away, and I never know that final moment that comes for them. But it is a powerful tool to move people forward spiritually. Um, that's, uh, that's all I would add, and I know you want to get them practicing, so I'll hand it back to you. No, that's... Can I just... One, two... Let me take this one. So sorry. Thank you, Pastor Dave. I kind of knew that you would have something... What he was talking about of, of, you know, seven links in the chain, and you might be the first, you might be the seventh. We don't have to pressure. And I, I shared a little bit. I kind of cut my teeth on sharing the, my faith at the University of Minnesota on the campus buses, 20-minute ride. And I would start a conversation, I would, you know, and I would share my salvation testimony. I, maybe, maybe I would just share one Bible verse. And I cannot say that I prayed the prayer with anybody during that time. However, the Holy Spirit gives me witness that some of those people had the seventh link in the chain later and are now serving the Lord. We won't know until we get up into heaven. But I just trust in that I'm sharing His word, I'm fulfilling His commission, I'm being obedient you know, for His glory. Okay? Amen. Let me just put this out there. Are there any questions? And we might need to take this mic to, I don't know if there's anybody has any. You'll have to turn it on, I guess. A any questions about what we've just done? This actually isn't a question, but um, this was revolutionary when you said evil is not the proof of God's absence from the world. It's the proof of God's absence from our lives. That was brilliant. Well, that was Pastor Rice. I'll just say it. That, that was not me. That was, that was Pastor Rice. Any other questions, comments? I think they want to practice. It looks like Let's to me. do this. Can we divide into groups of two or, or three? 
and just practice, just like what we did. We want to give you a few minutes just to practice because this is a tool that you can use. It's like a, it's like a carpenter who has a hammer, he has a screwdriver, he has a drill, or a cook who has their, you know, their blender, they have their knives, and they have their, you know, I don't know what else. My wife is the cook in our house. She, she's like a good cook. <laughs> But you want to practice a little bit, okay? So we don't want you to just say, oh, that was great. They can do that. But if you practice it amongst yourselves, okay? Can we divide into groups of two or three? Just get into small groups. Just get next to somebody. You'll have to determine who's going to be, you know, the Christian trying to share their faith. If we could just do this. Get into small groups of two or three. We'll give you about five or ten minutes, you know, just to give you a little bit of a practice moment. 